Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Heavenly Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We thank you for what you are doing and have been doing in the last few days. And we know, Lord, that we shall not be disappointed tonight. And that every one of us that is here shall receive what you have destined and determined for us we thank you dear father in the name of jesus pass us not by O gentle savior tonight while on others thou art calling do not pass me by tonight lift your hands to be in your presence Holy Spirit we thank you for coming into our midst mightily tonight Jesus we can only say thank you for you said if two or three would gather in your name you would be there and we thank you Lord that you are here tonight in a very special way that none of us is going to leave this place the same as we came we say hallowed be thy holy name thank you for all the miracles you've done in these last three days even miracles we don't even know about yet thank you for the touch you've given us oh lord on our lives many lives many hearts many homes many futures changed affected thank you for more than we can carry in the mighty name of Jesus and everybody said amen. amen you may be seated in the presence of the Lord are you glad to be here tonight well tonight is I believe the last night before the anointing service and we thank the Lord that he has brought us this far amen how many have received a touch so far from the Lord I believe the Lord is touching many lives and I want everyone everywhere wherever you are seated to be alive to be alert to be open to what the Lord has for you tonight because I believe tonight is a special night how many know that tonight is a very special night God is going to do wonderful things in your life in your heart he's going to do miracles in your physical bodies He's going to do miracles concerning your future. He's going to change your destiny. He's going to transform different aspects of your life. And always remember that in a large crowd, God sees only you. And God knows only about you. God is not seeing the whole crowd like that. He's seeing you. So you must see Him. Amen. The woman with the issue of blood 
was the only person that Jesus recognized in that crowd because she reached out to him with faith and tonight I know that God is going to reach out into your life more than you can carry with you second chronicles chapter 20 the theme for our convention is more than you can carry and we have been studying this very important subject over the last three days and the Lord has given us many wonderful revelations about more than you can carry and I know that God has given you more than you can carry already how many believe that in Jesus name all right and um, I believe that tonight he is going to continue to give you more than you can carry away with you spiritually physically financially maritally and in every way and I want you to be patient in your spirit do not be in a hurry to go home those of you who stayed to the end you realize that the end is different it's almost as if God is waiting for some of you to go away before he would do certain things it's true because the anointing sometimes cannot work because of certain people when Elisha was called upon to minister the word of the Lord when he saw the type of kings who were asking him for help he said because there were three of them the king of Edom the king of Israel Jehoram all of those two guys had backslidden but Jehoshaphat had not backslidden this Jehoshaphat we're talking about and he said if it were not for Jehoshaphat I wouldn't even look in this direction where you are standing and he said and he went on to say and I wouldn't even see you that means that if his eyes could see you he wouldn't even see you so sometimes certain people make the prophet stop working but tonight you are not one of those people hallelujah more than you can carry second chronicles chapter 20 and we are studying from verse number one and it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle all right verse 3 and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast verse 14 then upon Jehaziel during the prayer meeting Jehaziel the son of Zechariah I told you why they gave him a very long introduction because he was not a known man of God so upon Jehaziel son of Zechariah son of Benaiah son of Jael son of Mataniah a Levite of the sons of Asaph came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation and he said how can ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat that says the Lord unto you be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude for the battle is not yours but it's God's 
Tomorrow, go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook. Verse 17. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves. Stand ye still. I can already feel the anointing of God coming into the room right now. How many can feel the power of the Holy Spirit moving into the room now? I can feel it. Please, you see, those of you who don't feel anything, when we say we can feel, you don't feel, you have to pray that you begin to feel. Amen. Because the thing is real. And ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go up against them, for the Lord shall be with you. Verse 20. And they rose up early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. Are you there? And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood up and said, Hear me, O Judah, Lighthouse Chapel, International. Everybody here tonight, everyone who can hear my voice, hear me, O Judah. And ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Amen. Verse 22, uh, verse 21, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers, Unto the Lord that should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army. And to say praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. That's very dangerous to send a choir to go and fight in a war. Very, very dangerous. Unless you are called or led. Never do that. Verse 25. Verse 22. And when they began to sing and to praise... The Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. Alright? And they killed themselves. And verse 25, And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found in ab- among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves. More, did you wear your shouting clothes tonight? More than they could carry away. Hallelujah. And they were three days in gathering the spoil. It was so much. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering for that. Wonderful scripture that applies to you tonight that is why we are here for the fourth night running because God has so much for us that is taking us time to gather it all and take it along with us amen now we studied something that we call Aman and Talak do you remember the Bible says in 2020 believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established, which is the word aman, which means to do what? To prosper, eh, to build up, to nurture, to support, to nurse, 
and to foster as a parent does. You are being brought up nicely. Everything is going on and you are being developed gradually and being built up by the Lord. Amen. Are you listening to me tonight? So believe in God and you will be nurtured. You will grow. You will develop. Many Christians say, you know, I really believe in God. And many people believe in God, that God is good, God is alive, God is real. And they believe in what their Bibles say, and they love the Lord. This is very good. You will be built up nicely and nurtured by your belief in God. But he went on to say, and believe in his prophets, and you shall talak. T-S, for those of you who are not here, A-L-A-C-H. It's a Hebrew word. It means to push forward. It means to break out. It means to come mightily. And it means to go over. And the next one, it means to be profitable. Amen. Are you listening to me? So, this is something else that God has for all of his children. He wants us to believe in God and also in the prophet or the man of God. Are you listening to me? Now, we studied yesterday the mystery of Talak. And that is, number one is what the mystery of, I can't hear you, respecting God by respecting his man. When you don't respect his man, it means you don't respect him. Number two, the mystery of the unimpressive vessel or socket. I showed you yesterday that if you want Akosombo power, it will, Akosombo power will never come to Kolegono. There is a socket here. You can connect yourself to it and you are going to be connected to Akosombo power. Amen. And that is a mystery. That you don't have to go there and it does not have to come here and it will not come here. And if that is what you are waiting for, you will never have it. So you must be connected to the unimpressive vessel. The next one is the mystery of the connection between the vessel and the real thing, which is the power. Connect yourself to the vessel. I cannot go into detail on all these because we've done that already. The next one is the mystery of obtaining a connection between yourself and a man of God so that you can be blessed. Hallelujah. And the next one is the mystery of unannounced interchange, or you can call it divine interchange. I think that also sounds very nice. God changes, you know, and um, sometimes the man of God to whom you are connected or who God has given to you, and I want you to know God gives everybody a man of God. Sometimes, or at times, there is a change. And it is no more the man whom you are dealing with, but you are dealing directly with God. But you see, God does not inform you when he's making the change. 
So sometimes when you deal with a man, you will think you are just dealing with a man. But then he may change and move into the man or take over. So when you start to deal with him, you are no longer dealing with a man, but you are dealing with God. And we looked at how Apostle Paul was a good example of that. He, the Bible says he was persecuting the Christians. And when he was persecuting the Christians, he was persecuting the Lord, but the Lord had not made an interchange. So he was able to beat them for some time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Then the Lord changed over. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And he moved into place without an announcement and information. And suddenly, Paul found himself going to fight with God himself. And then at that moment, he was stopped. And he was thrown down to the ground. And he was, his life was spared. He was struck blind. He had a voice. And he said, who are you? He said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Because there had been a switch. And I want you to understand tonight that as God comes into the lives of our, into our lives, he often interchanges himself with the man of God. And you will not even know. And that is why people will stand at the gate of heaven asking for entry, begging to be allowed to come in. And he will say, please don't come. And, he, and Jesus will say, when I was naked, when I was hungry, when I was thirsty, when I was sick, when I was in prison. How unimpressive. And they will ask, why were you naked? <laughs> Just, uh, I was that naked guy you saw when were you poor I was the one and you didn't know that it was me you were dealing with when were you in prison when what did you do that made you go to prison what was your crime when were you sick what sickness did you have you will find out that you are actually dealing with God. And that is a very wonderful revelation. Because if you believe in God, you will be built up nicely. I see a lot of people walking outside and so on. There are spaces upstairs. So ashes, tonight that God wants to bless his people. And whether we like it or not, whether we agree or not, God has decided to use human beings to bring blessings to other human beings. It's, it's, it's God's choice. It's His choice. It is His will to bless you through another man. I, I don't know, if I was using my mind, I would suggest to the Lord that he should use angels. Because we human beings are too some way. We, we have limitations. 
difficulties, mistakes, character, things. So many things about our, ourselves. So if I was to advise or to suggest to the Lord anything, I would suggest that if he wouldn't mind, he could please use angels. But God has decided to use a man. And the men he has decided to use are not impressive men. Starting with Jesus. Oh, but Jesus was impressive. He was not impressive. There were lawyers in his day. Paul was a lawyer. There were doctors in his day. Luke, one of his disciples, was a doctor. But Jesus was a carpenter. Carpentry relative to medicine and law is somehow a lower course to do in school. Is that not so? And Christ did that lower course. We could have done law or medicine. But he did carpentry. When he was being born, his mother didn't know when she was going into labor. So on the way to the hospital, the baby was coming. So they had to rush to somebody's hotel. And when they went to look at the hotel and then they saw how Mary was moving around, they said, there is no room in the inn for you, 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 and especially you. <laughs> That's for Joseph, for Mary, for their donkey, and especially the one inside. So they had to rush to avoid giving birth on the road, on the roadside. You people don't know what it is. I remember one time my wife almost delivered in the car because the baby was coming so fast. I told her, hold it! I told her, do not allow the baby to come. It, it almost came in the car. In fact, we, we could not almost even get to the hospital. So, so she, she, she ended up delivering in a clinic. The same as Jesus. But even Jesus, I was able to bypass the stables. I was able to bypass kiosks and everything. And get to a doctor's clinic. But not so with Jesus. He was referred by the managing director of that in to the, the stable where the animals were. And so when Jesus started growing up and came around ministry, it was very difficult for many people, especially those in his environment, to believe in him. But that was whom God had chosen to come to this world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When you go to Israel today, they do not believe in Jesus. In fact, they are making laws, trying to make laws to prevent Christianity in Israel. Because they do not accept Christ as the Messiah. They don't accept it at all. People who have accepted Christ as the Messiah among the Israelites are called Messianic Jews. And they are trying to discriminate against them and even to turn Israel into a kind of Jewish state, like how you have Islamic state, Jewish state, where Christianity and all those things are not allowed. If the extremists have their way, that is, what will, that is what's going to happen to Israel. They have not accepted him. But God chose him to come into this world to bring his blessings. And today, as you sit here, you are all human beings, and so am I. And God has decided to nurture you 
and build you up as you believe in God. But he has also decided that you, pastors, listen carefully to me tonight. Because God is going to do something in your lives tonight. To push you forward. And for you to come mightily in ministry. And to go over all the hurdles and difficulties and barricades and walls that are round about you in your life. But he has chosen to use himself, God, and a man. And he's, going to, he's given you a man of God. And I cannot go into all the detail, but I want you to understand that God gives everyone a man of God. God gives everybody a man of God for your life. And you've got to accept it. And the next thing in the mystery of the mysteries of Talat that is going forward is the mystery of entering the kingdom like a little child. You see, you cannot be led by another man unless you become like a child. It is only children who are led by men. In Switzerland, somebody was telling me, they don't have a president. I mean, they don't have a president like the way we are. They don't want to be led by anybody. It's the only country where the president doesn't have security guards. He goes to work on a bicycle and things like that. He's just an ordinary person around. But human beings don't like to be led by other human beings. That is why we have democracy. Because people don't want somebody to impose himself on the rest of the people and say, I am leading you by force. We don't want that. We want to choose and allow you only four years to lead us. After that, we will withdraw and change our minds. That is how human beings are. But if you want to enter into the different things that God has for every one of us here tonight, listen to me. You cannot enter. You see, I used to think that verse, Matthew chapter 18, verse 3, I want you to look at it. If you can, Matthew chapter 18, verse 3. I used to think that it was talking about salvation. But when you look at it carefully, Matthew chapter 18, verse 2, Bible says, And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, verse 3, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of God. Of heaven amen in other words you have to be converted and then after you are converted you must become like a little child after your conversion even your conversion you have to become like a child but now the thing is telling us that after your conversion you must become like a little child if you are to enter into kingdom things you pastors if you are going to enter into realms of the power of god you have to become like a child if you are like a man you can't enter shepherds congregation members if you are going to become great men of god if you are going to be used by god if you are going to allow you have to become like a, a child if you are a big grown-up mature type of person coming to god toward for the things of god you, you won't ever get it you won't ever get it. If you analyze certain things, they lay hands on you, you fall down. What is falling down? 
speaking in tongues. I mean, unless you come down, unless you come down, unless you come down and become like a child, you can't even enter the Holy Ghost. You can't even enter it. Uh, they're standing somewhere and they say, Receive it. Receive it. What is that? Uh, uh, the man is preaching. He said, Receive it. I see you blessed. You can't, you can't even accept such things or flow with such things unless you, you come down and you, and you are able. When a child, you tell a child, This is it, and he believes it. You tell a child, There is heaven, he believes it. You tell a child, There is hell, he believes it. You tell a child, This is the Holy Ghost, he believes it. But not so with a grown up. Grown up will start to ask you a lot of questions. Tell me why. Explain to me how. This. Why? 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 Pastors, God told me something, you know. At a point in my ministry, God told me that unless I come down and become like a child and be- become very teachable, I cannot move beyond where I am. And I cannot move into certain things. And I had to unwind and come down. Sometimes I watch people who are in the ministry who are lay people or sometimes people who have been in churches which are like committees and fellowships and I just look at them as they analyze those of us in full-time ministry and I realize that they don't know certain things because they have not entered into a certain realm but I want you to understand today that for everything that God has for you you have to become like a little child so that you can walk in it amen and it's when you are like a little child that you can begin to tap into the great things that God has for you. And I see you tapping into great things that God has for you all over this place. You know something? There are many great people here. Yesterday, I was preaching and I was sharing with you. I, I prayed for some of the pastors and I said, God is raising up at least four pastors. Are you listening to me? Who are going to have churches as big as this amen or even bigger at least four now somebody may wonder what is that but if you calm down and you believe it something mighty is going to take place in your life and ministry you see many of you you've been Christians for a long how many have been Christian for a long time how many want to experience mighty things of God yeah some of you you've never fallen under the power before you you don't you don't know what it's like to experience so that you see people are experiencing things you wonder what is happening and, and you feel that this thing that is why when I'm praying for people you will see that I apply as little pressure or sometimes no pressure at all on the people so that if it is real it's real if it, the thing is real it's real there are people who can testify if we had the time about experiencing certain things in the power of God but until you become like a little child you'll be out and you'll be watching us you'll be out and you'll be watching I will stand there and I will tell you about angels and you'll be looking at me like that you'll be looking at me there are angels here plenty angels more it's in the Bible you see i told you and i keep saying these things because i want you to believe them that the lord told me that he has sent a particular angel a special angel to accompany me and when he told me i was saying that you know this thing uh you know these things are now becoming too much 
and what are all these and then i look into the bible and i saw i told you that scripture psalm 91 when you go read it from the amplified bible said i will give my angels a special charge over you to accompany you to preserve you and to defend you in all your ways of obedience and service when i saw that scripture i just realized all these things were real so you you are going to stay out and you'll be watching you see i also came from scripture union there were a lot of us i also came from certain other fellowships and ministries but i believe that i have moved forward in a certain way in the ministry and that came by connecting to the power by connecting to the socket and god gave me a man and i keep saying it and i want you to hear because god is trying to tell you also that that is the key to you moving forward in your life that is the main key if you can't accept it you can't accept that's another mystery that you see you is a mystery of doing unto others what you want to be done to you which means that if you a human being cannot receive from another human being how come one day when god raises you up you want people to receive from you when you are also a man it will never happen because you that's one of the mysteries because you have not been able to receive from a man yet when god raises you up or you want god to raise you up so that you minister to people and people will look at you and say but you are also a man so what you cannot be what cannot be done to you cannot be done to others and what you cannot accept for yourself you cannot accept it for others or impose it on others it's like the educational system if you create an educational system allow your children your children the one who created the educational system allow your children to be in that educational system do not create an educational system for us and send your child outside to another educational system so you cannot create something for others but you will not create it for yourself what i am telling you when i tell you that i am connected to and i believe in certain men of god that god has given to me and i'm telling you to do this it's what i am doing and what i have done that has brought me to where i am i'm just sharing with you from my heart and i see you receiving you know there are many people here who are receiving tonight i don't know but i sense a spirit of receptivity here tonight god is going to lift you up and take you forward in your life in your business in your ministry he's going to give you more than you can carry financially in your home in every aspect of your life god is giving you more than you can handle more than you can carry more than you can hold more than you can contain in your house god is giving you more than you can carry and that's why i said believe in god and believe also in his prophets so shall you prosper so shall you go forward so shall you come mightily so shall you go over all those barriers and hurdles that are run about you in your life so shall you come mightily and you'll be seen and you'll be known god gives everybody a man anybody who has come forth mightily god gave him a man it's true you see someone like reinhard, reinhard bonke Ronald Bonke is someone, look, who can fill Accra Sports Stadium, Kumasi Sports Stadium, I think is bigger than Accra Sports Stadium, 
And Ranhat Bonke is another person who can fill that stadium is the Utumfo. But Ranhat Bonke, as a man of God, is someone who can has been able to fill across Sports and stay there all around the world. Do you think he just had nurturing from the Bible? That nurturing from the Bible is what you need as something to foster you and encourage you and build, build you up. But God gave him a man. When he finished his Bible school, he was going home, waiting for the train. And he came from Bible school as a young man. And he came to London. And on his way, whilst waiting for the train, he decided to take a walk. And as he walked, what's the name of the man? As he walked along the road, he saw the name of a great man of God. I think Jonathan Edwards or somebody like that. Jonathan Edwards. Great evangelist, power healing man of God. He saw the name on the door. And he thought, is it possible that this man that I learned about in school, very wild man of God, miracles, healing, large crowd, is it possible that this is his house? I mean, or that even he's there. So he came to knock on the door. And he said, is this Jonathan Edwards' house? And the woman said, yes, but go away, please. We don't want, no, no. Then the old man, he was just about to die. He said, let that young man come inside. Let the young man come inside. That was that little Bonke that you see who has come forward mightily in ministry. Nobody, there's nobody like Bonke that we know of. Can be pushed to the forefront of every type of ministry. He came in and he talked with him. He knelt down and the man laid hands on him. He said that the power and the anointing were like streams. And he, I think he was crying and crying and crying and crying. And he got up. This one, he was just walking by the roadside, waiting for his bus or train. But the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Nothing happens by accident in your life. So he got up and he went out and he was on his way. A few days or months later, the man died. (laughs) He collected the, the thing. Otherwise, he would have died like Elisha and there would have been anointing in the bones. Those outside, can you hear? I think they cannot hear. Outside, can you hear? Can you hear outside? Name any man of God who has come forward mightily in life and ministry. He has always been connected like that to a, a man. God gave him a connection. He was able to put his socket in there and be connected and tap directly to. You see, the real power, it comes from God. But God gives you the socket and when you see the socket you say oh this thing is not impressive i mean i want real power that was an old man his days were past but god used him because you see god had nurtured him in the bible school taught him the bible doctrines this about men of god but then comes the connection i see you being connected tonight in jesus name so tonight, musicians, God wants to connect you, to make you great, and to cause you to stand in his house, to sing with anointing. And he wants you to sing in different places. You see, the choirs must be anointed. When the choirs are anointed, it causes the hand of the Lord. It causes the power of God to come. Many choirs are not anointed. Many singers are not anointed. They are just full of chatting and gossip. And everyday life. 
But if they are to be anointed and they are to make that connection with God, when they see, it will bring down the anointing. When Elisha needed to minister, he called for the minstrel and said, play. I don't feel any anointing now, but you just start playing. And he played. And as the minstrel played, the Bible said, the hand of the Lord, the hand of the Lord is the power. It came upon Elisha. It came on the prophet. It also, it's not only the prophet, the teacher. I become more anointed when I am sitting down. Sometimes when I'm sitting down and then the anointed minstrel is ministering, that is even when I get the message that I'm about to preach. There are many times I get my message right there before I come here. Sometimes I don't know which way to go, but when the anointed minstrel starts to sing, then the anointing begins to flow. Because it brings the hand of the Lord upon the teaching office, upon the pastoral office, upon the apostolic, upon every office. That's why we need anointed men. God is anointing these choristers and all other choirs and every other person that flows. That is the ministry of helps. It's the office of helping. Instrumentalists. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to understand something. I want to give you four simple steps to obtaining your connection with a man of God whom God is giving to you today. Step number one, hear it. Step number two, say it. Uh, Believe it, sorry. Step number three, say it. And step number four, do it. Very simple. That's the whole message. Hear it, believe it, say it, and then do it. These are four simple steps that God is giving you tonight. Now, when you look through the Bible, you will find out that people who were blessed always had to hear first. And if, for instance, you are called or God has called you, hear his call. Hear. So step number one, listen and hear. You see, some people are hearing, but they are not hearing. But God is saying, hear, hear. When you read Luke, I think, chapter 6, I'm going to read a very powerful scripture there before I start quoting other ones that you know. Luke chapter 6, verse 17. And he came down with them, that is the disciples, and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples. And are you there? A great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon. Notice, verse 17, everybody, nobody should sleep. If you sleep, demons will enter you. No, I'm serious. Because I remember one time we were casting out devils from some, uh, somebody and I asked the demon, when did you come? And the demon, particular, a particular demon mentioned a particular person and that the demon came at a particular all night. And I'll tell you, you know why I knew that? Because it was not possible for that person to know what she was saying. It was impossible. I've recorded demons speaking before on a tape. I've recorded it before. And I was, it, was, it was just here at Kolebu. And the demon said, I came from this girl. And it was a particular thing. There's no way to that. And she mentioned very wide awake. So don't sit down like this or like this or like that. Be alert. Because God is saying something to you tonight. Hear it. 
He says, which came to hear him. 17, the last part. From the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. They came to do what? To hear him and to be healed. Not just to be healed, but to hear first and to be healed. Amen. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole, verse 19, after they had heard, the whole multitude sought to touch him. For there went virtue out of him and healed them all. Are you listening to that tonight? They came to hear him and to be healed. They came to hear and to be healed. You see this expression throughout the New Testament. To hear and to be healed. 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 You don't just get healed. You don't just get blessed. You don't just receive the ministry. You must hear. And when you hear, faith comes by hearing. Then you begin to believe. So the first thing is to hear it. And then to believe it. If you look at Matthew chapter 14, you see a very important scripture there. Verse 34. They went to a place called Gennesaret. I've almost finished preaching. And they were gone over. Are you listening? You found it. And verse 34. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. Verse 35. And when the men of that place had what? Had what? Knowledge of him. They sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. It's not only the woman with the issue of blood who wanted to touch the hem of his garment. A whole crowd wanted to touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. When the people had knowledge, you see, Christ didn't do anything until people had knowledge. That is why it's important for us to advertise our miracle services. All the offerings that we are taking during these services, we're going to use to advertise. Because when people don't have knowledge of the miracles that are taking place, and of what God is doing, and how his power is moving, they will not come even to be healed. Because they have not had anything before. All they've had is maybe some teachings on the radio or television. But they've got to hear that God's power is real today. They've got to hear that miracles are happening. They've got to hear that there is an anointing in the house. They've got to hear that God is moving once again. And when they come, they hear and they take knowledge. Then the sick and every person that needs a miracle gathers, having received the knowledge that Jesus was anointed. So you've got to hear. If you look in Mark chapter 5, you will see these same steps right there. The woman with the issue of blood. And I have touched the hem of his garment. And his has made me. I see God healing you tonight. Woman with every gynecological disease I got. I see God healing you tonight. You see, believe what I'm saying. Believe in God and believe his prophets. Yesterday night, when we were praying, I called for the people who were um, having, believing God for children. And we prayed for them. You see, and I say some of these things because they are, encour- they are encouraging. Are you listening to me? And uh, somebody had a vision and saw that it was like there was a trolley. Not that it was like there was like a trolley. 
And every person, as soon as I prayed for the person, they, they would take a baby and give it to the person. And you pray for this one. They take a baby and give it to the person. And one person had two babies. <laughs> it was happening in the realm of the spirit. <laughs> More than you can carry home with you. I said, no case is hopeless here tonight in Jesus' name. God has filled your mouth with laughter, crackling laughter. I said, crackling laughter. I said, crackling laughter. You will be the last person to laugh. You will laugh at the devil. You will laugh at your enemies. Your enemy will be disappointed because God is restoring your, your joy. He's answering your prayer tonight. He's giving you victory over all those that tormented your life. A certain woman, I'm showing you the pathway to the connection. Three, four steps. Hear it. Believe it. Say it. Do it. Everybody say, hear it. Believe it. Say it. Do it. Again, hear it. Believe it, say it, do it. Again, hear it, believe it, say it, do it. Verse 25. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians that had made her very humble and had spent all that she had but was nothing better, but rather grew worse. That means that the bleeding was getting worse. She had probably fibroids or some other kind of disease that makes the woman bleed a lot. Number 27, when she had, when she had what? Head. That was the first step in the woman's pathway to the miracle. When she had head of Jesus, you see, she had to hear. She had to hear that there was an anointing in the house. She had to hear that there was anointing. She had to hear that there was miracles. She had to hear that the spirit of the Lord was upon the man of God. That's why I say that I'm anointed. That's why Jesus said that he was anointed. Papa Hagen had a vision of Jesus. And in one of the visions, Jesus told him that message that he preached in the sermon, that first sermon in Luke chapter. Luke chapter 1, 2, 3, verse chapter 4. That's when Jesus started. He went to the wilderness. He came after fasting 40 days. Then he started. First message, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. I'm anointed to heal the brokenhearted, to preach the gospel to the poor first, to heal the brokenhearted, to open prison door, to set the captives free, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the, the proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord. He preached it. He said, I'm anointed. God has anointed me to help you and to bless you. And the people look and say, ah, now we know you. We, we, we've known you for some time. You are not new here. We can't, we, we, we can't easily accept what you are saying. They drove him away from that city. The Bible says they took him to the brow of the hill, trying to throw him out. But Jesus passed through them and came out. That was the first attempted murder. But it was not yet time for Jesus to die. After preaching, they were so angry. And in that vision, Papa Hagen said that Jesus told him that everywhere he went, that was the first sermon that he preached, that I'm anointed. And he told, he told, that, he told him, this is not in the Bible, but Jesus, and it, it can easily be true. I think it's true. I believe it's true. I believe Papa Hagen. I don't know about you, but that's my mind. He said, Jesus told him that he preached that same message in every place. That was the first thing that he preached, that day he's anointed. And when people believed that he was anointed, then they began to have miracles. But when they didn't believe, they didn't have miracles. But Jesus had to first preach. 
When they heard and they believed. You see, hear it. Number two, believe it. Number three, say it. Number four, so the woman, when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched him. For she said, if I may touch by his clothes, I shall be made whole. Amen. Amen. So when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press. Alright? So when she heard, obviously, she believed. Amen. And she touched his garment. But before she even touched his garment, she said, she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Amen. Amen. Tonight, I want you to understand that God has great things in store for you. But you must hear certain things. And some of you, because you don't hear certain things, you don't believe certain things. Amen. Because you don't hear, you don't believe. Amen. That's why I say that I am anointed to heal. And as I keep saying it, I have an anointing to heal. In, if I myself must say it so that I myself will believe it. Some of you pastors, you are not going forward in your ministry because you don't say what you are. You have to stand and say, I am called to be a pastor. <laughs> God, God has, you've heard it. You believe it. Now you have to stand up and say it. Like Jesus stood up and said what he was. <laughs> that, that's why you don't move forward. Because you don't say it. But when you start to say certain things, it starts to send certain waves in the air. Because what happens is now you are believing. says you shall have whatever you say. Not what you are thinking. So she said, if I touch, I'm going to be made whole. She said it. She said what will happen to her. Then she did it. I said she did it. Shake the person next to you say, he did it. She did it. Sorry. She touched. She touched. She touched him. She touched him. She touched him. And the power came out. Jesus didn't teach that there's power in his clothes. But she said that if she touches the hem of his garment like this, that's all. Jesus had not taught. Some people teach it. There's anointing can be transmitted through cloth. That's one of the teachings we have. Because of what Jesus did. But the woman had not received any such teaching. She said that this is what I'm going to do. When I do this, this is what will happen. You see, people receive the power, but they don't receive the particular miracle. Now, I want you to know that it was a woman, a certain woman who received that miracle. Sometimes we just look at them. Sometimes when you see the lady screaming and falling, sometimes people look at them and despise them. But Jesus was moving with 12 macho pastors, disciples. None of them was receiving anything. A woman... And they were all touching. And when she, when they touched, when they touched Jesus, when she touched Jesus, Jesus said, "Power is going on." He turned and said, "Who touched me?" And the disciples had the audacity. They told him, "But Master, you see the multitude thronging thee, and how sayest thou, who touched, who touched me?" Pastors. Sometimes, sometimes people are just big and they are not able to make the connection. But somebody, she had been to hospital many times. She has been to gynecology. She has taken off her clothes. She has done so many kind of upside down. I mean, kind of somersaulting. Different things in the doctor's offices. So now when to just go and touch Jesus' garment is easier. It's easier. <laughs> it's easier. It's easier. 
the word Jesus, when she touched Jesus, Jesus said, Paul's going on. He turned and said, Who touched me? And the disciples had the audacity. They told him, but Master, you see the multitude thronging thee, and how sayest thou, Who touched, who touched me? Pastors. Sometimes, sometimes people are just big and they are not able to make the connection. But somebody, she had been to the hospital many times. She has been to gynecology. She has taken off her clothes. She has done so many kind of upside down, I mean, kind of somersaulting, different things in the doctor's offices. So now when to just go and touch Jesus' garment is easier. It's easier. <laughs> it's easier. It's easier. The way she had been humbled in life, bleeding, and you can smell blood sometimes. Oh yeah, so that you can smell blood. The woman was probably smelling. And in those days, they didn't have some of these things that they advertise in newspapers. They didn't have, even toilet roll they didn't have. I don't know what they were using there. Maybe corn cob or something. <laughs> cloth. <laughs> cloth. I wonder how much cloth they would buy. <laughs> but she said, she said, oh, she said, she said, she said, she said, she heard it. She had heard of Jesus. When she heard of Jesus, she said, If this man, if I can get to him and bypass all those gurus and reverends who are near the man and the, and the pastors and the bishops, and I can bypass them, women, tonight is your night. Listen to me, women are often more anointed than men. Oh, yes. No, I'm not trying to just make you happy. I'm, I'm trying to tell you a truth. Women receive the anointing far faster than men. Someone said, and when they pray for them, it's that these emotional girls and others who have been experiencing these screamings and other things. Brother, that you is flowing. You are standing there. You are saying, <laughs> we'll touch you. You don't feel anything. Things are happening. You, you, the disciples were unaware of anointing that was moving. Around. They were completely in a different world. They were just watching. But the woman, the woman, whom people had written off, she, 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 she said, she heard first. That's why people have to hear. Pastors, hear me. People have to hear you talking. They have to hear you talking. Say what God has told you. What did God tell you? One, one night I was there, God told me something. And I said, Lord, I believe it. Then I suddenly saw uh, something like straps being taken, being put around me like that. And I was pushed. I was taken from where I was and I was pushed to another place. Hi. And the Lord told me, immediately he said to me, you have been promoted because you believe what I told you. When he said that again, I just said, well, these type of things, you know, nowadays, all these things that happen, don't know what is going on. Then, the Lord showed me that scripture. Abraham. God told him, I'm going to give you plenty children. He didn't have a child. I would say, he believed it. And God counted it as righteousness for him. He said, because you believe this thing that I told you. Oh! Listen! Men of God, you are the first person who must believe in yourself. And must believe in the call that God has given to you. 
you must say you must talk about the anointing. I find a great presence comes in my life when I talk about the anointing. When I talk about how God anointed me, I find a great presence and anointing. Anytime I start talking about that thing, oh, I can feel it. She heard it. She believed it. So she started moving. And she said with herself, she, she looked at the whole thing. She said, Now I'm going to do this and this. And then this will happen. Specific. Some of you just receive power, but for nothing. Christians, when I pray for you, you are receiving not just to receive. Receive. You see, be specific. I, I will touch it and I will be made whole. Not that I will touch and I will be blessed. Today, make your blessing specific. When God begins to touch you, decide exactly what he's touching you about. You don't need to be taught. You don't need to be taught. You need to believe yourself what you are believing. Women, let me tell you something. Flow. Okay? Okay? Flow. Don't take notice of anybody who is not receiving. These apostles, pastors, prophets, uh, big people and others. Take no notice of them altogether. Flow. But you see, do you know why men often seem to outshine women in the ministry? Even though the women seem to receive the anointing faster and quicker. Do you know why? I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you see, men, women receive the anointing far more easily. I have seen the anointing of my life walking onto certain people. Just saw it walk like that, like like a cloth like that, just going and going to sit on somebody. Oh yeah, I've seen it. There are people in, in our churches who are anointed, and I see that the anointing that was on my life just move onto them. And there are people who just move around with these things is more easily. But you see. You know why the men somehow seem to come and overtake? Because many women, when they receive God's anointing, they use it for three things. They use it for their own healing problems. Then they use it for marriage. And then they use it for children. And then it's finished. Upstairs, are you listening to me? Upstairs, are you listening to me? Many women receive the anointing first before. The disciples were standing there. They did. Look, power flowed out and they were, they turned. You see, sometimes when I'm in the spirit and certain people turn to me and behave, etc. I say, I just tell myself, look, let me not respond to this thing. Otherwise, I would just be de-anointed. I just decide not. Because I realize that I'm in a different realm. Christ was moving with Power. He had just come from the Gadara, cast out 6,000 demons. That madman, he crossed the river, the sea. When he arrived on the shore, Jairus' daughter was dead, and they had come to call him to come and raise her. Then he was on his way, and on his way, with anointing after casting out of the heavy anointing, that was were with him. Then the woman comes behind and touches him, and the anointing flows. But disciples are also watching and seeing everything. As for them, they are not appreciating what is happening. But a woman comes, a woman with a lot of problems, but with a lot of faith, who has heard, who has believed, who has said, and who is doing, she comes, she touches him, and she takes it. Tonight, many women are going to receive an anointing from the Lord. But you see, when you use it for these problems, marital problems, 
Some people, when they come to church, their major topic is their husband. Yeah, yeah. Sisters, what I'm saying, is it true or it's not true? <laughs> the anointing has been given to them more. Can't you see? Sometimes you see that they are receiving the anointing. They, they are problem marriage. First of all, to get a husband. Then, when they have the husband, how to control the husband? For him to behave how they think a husband should behave. And how he must, he must fall in line with their specifications. What I'm saying, is it not true? Those who are married to unbelievers are always praying for their husbands to be saved. Those who are married, married to believers are praying for the, those who are believers who are not serious are praying for the believers to become serious. Those who are married to believers who are serious are praying for their marriage to be me, my husband, we set our table, fork here, knife here, I look at him, he looks at me, and then we eat, and we are happy, everything is okay, me and my husband, we are flowing, our marriage is okay, God is blessing us. Nothing should disturb. Any person who is trying to disturb, hey. So they are using the anointing to handle, and marriage alone can drain all your anointing. That's why you see many women are more anointed than the men, but as if they, are, they don't have, because they have used all to control the marriage or to get, get into marriage. <laughs> it's true. What I'm saying is true. That's why, you see, when you use the power for this, there's no more power. There's no more power. You've used it for that, there's no more of that. Then, after that, children to have a child. That's the first. When they are married, then now is to have a child. Then when they have a child, then my child. My child is coughing. <coughs> my child is hot. Meanwhile, the child is cold. My child is hot. My child is having diarrhea. Meanwhile, the child doesn't have diarrhea. The child is having normal. What do you call it? My child. My child. My this. My that. My that. Anointing is going away into these children. So when it comes to the work of the Lord, they are completely drained. And the children, the children never go away. They, even when you have grown-up children, you still care about them. You think about them. You want them to be happy. You want them to be married. You want it to be well with them. You don't want them to be sick. My mother cares for me up till today. My mother cares for me up till today. My mother cares for me up till today. You can ask my wife. She thinks about me, about my health, about everything about me. She talks to me, she advises, she cares about me. She's my mother. <laughs> I'm still her baby. As far as she's, she remembers when I was born. So ladies, you receive the thing. But then you dissipate it. You receive it first. But I see something. You see, that's why maybe God made Catherine Kuman leave her husband. I mean, she took somebody's husband. She was doing very well. Then she took somebody's husband. The whole ministry got finished. Because she, for six years, she was using the anointing to control a man whom she had taken, who was somebody's husband originally. So now she's divorced. The man has divorced. They have married. How to control? Then she didn't have a child. So she was also praying for the child. Huh? 
And Joshua was also crying. Lord, move. Touch. Hem of garment. For what? For child. Not for anointing to heal. Not for church to grow. But for child. So for six years, no child. Then God spoke to her, leave. It's wrong. In the beginning, it was wrong. The thing is still wrong. Stop. So she left. She came on her own. Then the anointing started to come. When Catherine Goldman talks about the Holy Spirit, you would think that there's somebody there. It's very frightening. Please, don't grieve him. He's here. No, 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 no. You are grieving him. Not that she becomes offended. Say that you've grieved the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there. She can feel and see and talk to the Holy Spirit. One person said he went to his office and said, he's, he's here. Suddenly the anointing just filled the room. <laughs> down on the floor. In the office. The Holy Ghost was real. You see, women, I tell you, God has given you a heart that can receive from God in a very special way. But if you can overcome these, your problems. Fact. You will be, you will be really mega in this world. Can I have an email from the sisters? Pastor Eddie, what I'm saying is, I don't know if you think it's... <laughs> yeah. But you see, many of you don't know that it's not so important for you to have a child. You don't really know that. You don't believe it. The only reason why I want to have a child, because everybody has a child. That's why you want to have a child, because everybody has a child. So you also want to have a child. Some of you would do well without being married. Oh yeah? Oh yeah? You, you wouldn't have a whole department of prayer topics. Husbands are a whole issue on their own. Ask any man, whether Christian or non-Christian. Husband is a whole topic. That's why women receive more, faster, quicker, early. Sometimes you a husband and a wife. The husband has, has received and has moved ahead. Then she will go and use the anointing that she has used to move ahead to go and fight other things. Then the husband will receive slowly after so the disciples. Later on, Jesus breathed on them at the end of his when he was dying. He received before they received the first one. That was at the end of the whole ministry. He had to pass through them so many, take them to the Mount of Transfiguration, take them to Garden of Gethsemane, to the cross, so many things. After John 21, he said, receive. Before they received the first one. Then after that, Acts chapter 2, before they received the second one, before Peter could start preaching. But the woman with the issue of blood, she had received power a long time ago. Only that she had used it for her problem. And when her problem was solved, she, she just went to her house. She was just flowing. God has touched her. God has healed me. I'm going to my house. God bless you. But for the receiving, I prefer to pray for a woman than to pray for a man. Sometimes you lay hands on a man, it is as though you are laying hands on a, a loudspeaker or something. <laughs> Not all men, but sometimes. Sometimes some people receive, they don't fall down. Don't misunderstand. If you don't fall down, it doesn't mean you have not received. I can tell you story after story of people who have received. Me, for instance, I've never fallen down before. But I've received the anointing in so many other ways. I've felt the anointing. I mean, let's not go into all that. And there are some women also like that. Oh, ladies, how I, I, I see God wants to bless your lives today and just use you, raise you up, and use you, use you. Some people even stop singing because of marriage. Yeah. 
Stop altogether. Hallelujah. You take Pastor Ishmael's wife, for instance. She used to be in the choir here. I don't know if she's is she in the choir. Are you in the choir in Tema? No. She's she's using the anointing to control Pastor Ishmael in the house. <laughs> but I see God doing a new thing tonight. I said, I see him doing a new thing tonight. You see, the women can easily hear and they can easily believe. And then they will say, I'm going to receive. When the man says receive, then he says, I'm going to receive. And then they just receive. They do it. And the man will say, well, this thing, hear it, say it, believe it, do it, say it. Are you sure say it comes before do it or hear it comes before believe it? Then they've started discussions. And they are left out. But the women, l- listen, God is telling me here, there are ladies who wants to use you for great things. In fact, women, let me tell you something. When you allow God to use you, you are often better than men. If only you allow it. But I see God doing a great thing. How many believe that there is a healing anointed in the house tonight? How many know that there is a promotional anointing in the house tonight? Women, there's an anointing in the house for, for women. Today, it's an anointing for women to receive and to flow 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 and to flow. So, Pastor, does it mean I shouldn't worry myself about this man and this child? What I'll tell you is seek the kingdom of God first. Amen. When we approach our graves, we see that all the things we have sought for in this world are actually... Anybody here, if the doctor tells you you have six months to live, all the things you are doing, you wouldn't be interested in them again. Nothing becomes important. Why do you want to wait for that to happen before you take God seriously? Open your heart and receive from Him and walk in His will. Lift your hands to the Lord right now. Thank you, Jesus. Stand to your feet, everybody. Now, I don't want any movement. Tonight is a night of staying in His presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ladies, God is anointing you tonight. Don't be intimidated by that stiff brother who is near you. Flow with the things of the Spirit. Don't let the devil tell you you are this or you are that. You are flowing, 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 you are flowing. Rebe sekebre, sebreke breke, brekete breke, brekete breke, brekete breke. Hear it. My son, you have heard me speaking to you. You have heard me speaking to you. You have heard me speaking to you. It's time to believe. It's time to believe what I said to you. It's time to say it. It's time to go out and do it. Thank you, Jesus. 
Lift up your hand and receive a connection with God right now. Lift up your hand and receive a connection with God right now. Bandolo profese krebele brehemu muruna libendere leve. Malu baradiste, barandile che breste. Bodolo re bredeste, le brestele, do boshebe che debre de levenede. God is connecting you tonight to a mighty source of power. He's connecting you tonight to a mighty source of victory. He's connecting you right now. You have heard him speak to you in the night. You heard him speak to you in the day. You heard him speak to you. He spoke to you. He spoke to your heart. My son, my daughter. Oh, it's time for you to believe. Yes, you may not have seen an angel. Yes, you may not have seen Jesus. But it's time for you to believe what the Lord has spoken to your heart. And it's time for you to say what the Lord has said to you. And to say it. And it's time for you to reach out and do what he said to you to do. For your time is now. 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 Oh, everywhere in the congregation, begin to receive a touch of the anointing, the hand of the Lord, moving through the congregation, moving through the congregation, moving, 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 moving. <laughs> Pastors, God is speaking to you again the things He told you earlier on. Earlier on, shepherds, men of God, women of God, God is telling you things He spoke to you about, He convicted you about. He's telling you to say it. He's telling you to believe it. He's telling you to say it. Oh, the breast. They came to hear and to be healed. They came to hear and to be healed. They will come to hear and to be blessed by your ministry. They will come to hear and to be blessed by your call. They will come to hear and to be blessed. They will come to hear when you obey, when you flow. Bariste, Borondista. Hem of his garment and his blood made me whole. It is Jesus. It is Jesus. It's Jesus in my soul. I have touched the hem of his God, yeah, and his blood has made me whole. Sing it, Henrietta. Pass. 
Yes, it is G. Oh, oh G. Sad in my soul. For I have touched All I have to do the hem of his scar. And his blood, his blood has Mando sempre che le breve le creme lo breve le vele. Seem like nothing. Did me any good. Then I heard Jesus. He was passing by. Then I decided to give him a try. Oh. Oh, yes. 
hem of his garment and his blood. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.